Welcome to another episode of The Difference. Dan O'Donnell here alongside Dave Spano. He's the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. And Dave, I hate to say I told you so. I'm, I'm kidding. I totally love to say I told you so. Did I not say that the debt limit fight was going to be a big nothing, that yeah. this happens every couple of years, every time there's a fiscal cliff or a hard deadline or something that could crash the markets in Washington and we need a couple of trillion dollars in new spending or new borrowing. It always seems to happen without incident. But your favorite person, Janet Yellen, told us that the world was going to end DOD. <laughs> yeah. She also told us that inflation was transitory all the while it was spiking to levels unseen since the early 1980s. Uh, look, uh, this is why we say this is the intersection of politics and economics. And I'm the political guy. I understand how Washington works. The reality is Everyone, and when they talk about spending cuts, what they're really talking about is cuts to the rate of spending increases. Spending in Washington is never cut. It's sort of like inflation itself, right, Dave? Yep. We're still seeing it's prices that are 4.5. Right. It's the, it's a slowing in the rate of increase. Prices are still 4.5% higher than they were a year ago and still significantly higher than they were in 2019, 2020. So... This ultimately was much ado about nothing, but now that the, the debt limit showdown, which wasn't actually a showdown, is in the rearview mirror and both sides are claiming victory and both sides are saying they gave up too much, which incidentally tells me that it was probably a pretty good deal for both sides if mm -hmm. nobody's happy with it. Uh, what are we looking at in the immediate short term here? Because you also had a surprisingly hot jobs report for the month of May yep. that, that seemingly suggests that the long-predicted recession might not happen after all. Yeah, it's, you've got it exactly right. So you look at that strong payroll report, and if you think about it, 850,000 new jobs added in the last three months. But the jobless rate did go up from 3.4 to 3.7. That is really because the labor force participation rate went up. People are coming off the sidelines and coming back to work. And so that is something that we're looking at the payroll report was good, but the part of the reason why the Fed is raising rates so fast is they want to slow down wage growth, but at the same time, we're adding jobs. So they are really in a predicament, and I certainly hope at the next Fed meeting that we won't get another rate hike, but there's no, there's no guarantee that that won't happen because you look at all of the negative news that is floating out there right now, and you think about, for example, the regional banks are under pressure because of higher interest rate. That that means that lending to consumers and businesses will be under pressure. You look at household debt, that's setting new monthly records. And of course, geopolitical uh, risk certainly isn't going away. So that puts pressure on United States diplomacy. And you saw this last Sunday that OPEC uh, decided that they were going to cut production at the same time that Russia said they're trying to flood the market. So a lot of stuff is going on. And so you look at that and go, what the heck am I supposed to do? You know, how am I supposed to play this? You look at what the stock market is doing, and if you look at the October lows to where we are as we record this thing, we're nearly 20% from that bottom, and that is the definition of a new bull market. What a crazy market that we're in.
Yeah, I, I mean, I just can't figure it out. And it almost seems like I, I was talking with someone a couple of days ago, and I'll admit I forget who, uh, at a party just sort of talking about random people. And because we're in our 40s, instead of talking about all the hot chicks, we're talking <laughs> about all the hot stocks. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is what this this is what old dudes do. And we're talking about the market. Well, they still talk and, about the hot chicks too, don't Well, yeah, we're, we're talking about hot chicks as well. But also, you know, we're talking about NVIDIA and, and yep. all that stuff. And, and one of my friends said that he's just gotten used to market moves that make absolutely no sense. Yep. That, yeah. So in that, the short term, in the short term, your guy is correct in that it's making moves. And part of that is what's happening with the algorithms in the background that people just don't see. And people on yeah, Wall Street, for point. some example, you know, yeah. and that's number one. Number two, there's so many defensive positioning. You would think about option strategies that are being used. That is kind of mitigating it right now. But that doesn't mean that if the VIX jumps up, we won't see enormous moves. But inside of portfolios, you see people making moves. You see the duration being pushed around. We saw some bankruptcies over the past couple of days. High yield debt, we're watching very closely. That is a reminder of where we are economically. It really should go through this thing because the interest rate environment is really going to change. If the Fed thinks they're going to get to their target of 2%, how are they going to do that? Because they, you know they're... You know who the Fed is fighting? They're fighting the U.S. government. You talk about right. this oxymoronic bill called the Inflation Reduction Act added billions of dollars to the economy. The CHIPS Act, you know, 300 or $400 billion it added. And, of course, raising the debt ceiling was in the trillions of dollars. So the Fed is fighting the fiscal policy as well. They certainly are. And... <sighs> What is the the likelihood? I mean, I obviously follow politics that that we get in what sense is this sort of a hedge against what might happen in November of 2024? Yeah, I, Remember I, I, in 2016 yeah. when there was a, it it was a, a periodic like there was a what? 15 minutes, it felt like, after Trump was elected. And yep. it looked, holy cow, we're going to have a Republican Congress and a Republican president after certainly six years of divided government. Um, then the market took off. I'm wondering, is there some optimism with President Biden? I mean, he is, there are open questions, even on the Democratic side, whether he's going to be fit to serve next year if, if, if he ends up not running or is forced to abandon a run. You're looking at candidate Kamala Harris, who's even less popular than he is. Are investors, is the market potentially looking ahead to the possibility that Republicans sweep back to power? Because the Senate map, I can tell you, is very favorable to them, much more so than it was in 2022. Is it entirely possible that we have Republican government in 2024, which tends to excite investors more than tax and spend Democrats? No, I, I think that's that's rose colored. I really think this rally has really been AI driven. You look at what's mm. happening in the short term. You know, I, I would like to agree with you, Dan, but I just think that <laughs> you don't think it's that no. that's that far sighted. No, no, no. And and it's really you look at what the boom is, and you think of AI, what's happening, and and of course, you know, the ten big cap names are now about a third of, of the S&P 500. And so when you see these 10 stocks, yeah, that's really, true. Really, that's I mean, if you, take the, if you yeah. take those 10 stocks out, Dan, 
you could say we probably would have retested that October low. That's the amount of magnitude <laughs> that these stocks have. And you think about NVIDIA, for example, and everything that they're doing. And, and you know, they're coming out with a successor to ChatGPT. The president of NVIDIA talked last week to a bunch of graduates in Taiwan. And I wrote down his comment. Listen to this. In 40 years, we've created the PC, the Internet, mobile, cloud, and now the AI era. What will you create? Whatever it is, run after it. We did. Run, don't walk. I mean, geez, that's exciting, isn't it? The fact that there could be, we could be on the precipice of another major move like we saw after you know, 1999. That makes you feel really confident about the future. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'll tell you, I'm feeling good. I, I think I said on last week's podcast, maybe a couple of weeks ago, that I believe that AI is going to be the sort of world-changing, economy-shaking thing that the smartphone, that the internet was 25, 27 years ago, whenever that run started in the 1990s. It's going to create an entirely new economic ecosystem. And the best place for you to uh, understand it is to go to AnnexWealth.com to get a free wealth metric. It's a review of your portfolio to help you know what you own, why you own it. It's sort of a guide through the jungles of this new frontier here, AnnexWealth.com. Dave, I've got to ask you, because one of the biggest stories in political circles right now that sort of is at the complete intersection of politics and economics are the conservative boycotts, which have led to massive declines for especially three companies, one of which, of course, Wisconsin's own Kohl's Corporation, but nationally, especially Anheuser-Busch InBev and Target, which have seen significant market cap losses after they were the subject not even of organized conservative boycotts. But for those who are unfamiliar with the story, Bud Light celebrated trans activist Dylan Mulvaney's 365th day of girlhood with his own Bud Light special edition can. And of course, he puts this on his social media and it gets a lot of buzz. Well, a lot of people said, you know, your typical Bud Light drinking audience is saying, hey, wait a second, I don't support this. I'm done with Bud Light. Mm -hmm. At the same time, Target, which is known as the world's wokest retailer, they have been all in, especially on Pride Month uh, clothing and, and Pride Month displays, June, of course, now being Pride Month. Uh, it was sort of seen as a bridge too far for everyday conservatives, which sort of put up with this stuff when they partnered with an open Satanist as their artist for their Pride Month collection to say nothing of the, the swimsuit, which I, I don't want to get us in trouble with with audience members who might be a little sensitive to this. Shall we say it helps you um, tuck in order to pull off the, shall we say, gender-bending look. That's too far, D.O.D. I don't want to think about it. A little, a little, a little, a little, yeah, I, I'm sorry to put, I apologize to put this image in your head, but it's literally called a tuck swimsuit. Now, this has led roughly, I, I would estimate, at least 30% of Target's audience targets customers to say, hey, wait a second, I'm done. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. How do you navigate this sort of, I would consider this to be a black swan event for these companies. How do you navigate this as an investor? Is this yep. 
an opportunity to buy Target Anheuser-Busch InBev stock for when eventually this goes away? Or do you think this is a broader trend? Yeah, so, you know, I've been doing this almost 38 years. And, and when we look at these things, I go about it in two ways. Number one, what are the analysts saying? You know, to have the analysts gone and found that it is really hurting the net income? Is it really hurting its market cap? You know, is there a better alternative? That's number one. And that is kind of the empirical way to look at it. And then I look at it as a man on the street. And for example, you know, if you go to your local pub or wherever you hang out and all the beer is gone, but the Bud Light is that anecdotal experience, and does that come through? You remember Peter Lynch? He was a great, great manager. One of the companies that yeah. he, that he uh, found early on was the Gap, and the reason why he bought the Gap stock early on and made a bunch of money is because his kid went there, and they went in the mall, and they were standing in a line outside the store. And so there's anecdotal experience, and then there's the empirical numbers. And I think if you're asking me, I'm going to do both of those things. And so I had both experiences with with Bud Light. I did ask uh, a younger person about it, and they said, nope, nope. No, no change in sales at all. So I don't know if it's true or not, but so we're going to look at both the empirical and and the man on the street stuff and try to make your own determination. But then there's the political side. If you don't want to participate because it offends you in some in some way, that goes both ways too because, of course, there's conservatives that certainly can rub people on the other side the same way. So I look at it on two sides, Dan. What are the real numbers? Is it really hurting the impact? And then as a fiduciary, will I make a change in that portfolio? Does that mean we sell Anheuser-Busch? Does it mean we sell Target? And of course, Kohl's is a whole nother story. You know, that company, uh, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, Oof. had an offer of 68 I think, dollars a share. Uh, they turned it down, got down to about $17, $18 a share the other day. So somewhat mind-boggling what is going on over there. But that's why you have to know what you want. Go through these mm-hmm. portfolios, not only individual stocks, but the mutual funds that you own, your bond portfolios, what is the duration if we have some pressure down the road. Go through those portfolios, every one of those, Dan. You need to know what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it, and is it aligned with your wealth management plan. And that's why you really do need that second set of eyes, because we're human beings, right? We, we tend to, to view decisions like this with passion instead of with raw, unemotional analytics. And if you're really, really mad at Budweiser, for example, really, really mad at Target, you might "Ah, sell it all, sell it all. Well, is that the best long-term strategy for you? Just drink (laughs) Yeah, exactly. See, this really hasn't impacted me because I was never really much of a Bud Light. I don't drink a whole lot of light beer. Uh, I'm trying to do the gluten-free thing as much as I can. So drink drink tequila. Yeah, it's it's basically in the summer, it's tequila-based drinks and hard seltzer for me. Uh, (laughs) Hey, I'll tell you what, uh, I am going to be gone for the next couple of weeks. I know, Dave, you're really going to miss me. Uh, I'm going to be with about 180 of my closest friends for the inaugural Dan O'Donnell Show cruise. We're going to Alaska. It's going to be a wonderful time, but I will talk to you in a couple of weeks, my friend. I'm sure I'll be sending you pictures just to make you jealous. And <laughs> I would look, uh, and look forward to the fort for great, great, great listener trip. Really looking forward to you and your listeners having a great time. So thanks. And we will talk to you when I come back for Dave Spano of Annex Wealth Management. Again, the website, AnnexWealth.com. I'm Dan O'Donnell. This has been The Difference. 
Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management, its producers, hosts, or guests. The host of this podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be considered as tax, legal, or investment advice or recommendation or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risks. Neither Annex Wealth Management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.